from the Midwest Coast. I'm inside that miraculous establishment, the Midwest Healing Center, Lake of the Ozarks, Podcast Studio B. This is the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Tell somebody about the podcast. It's all free. You know, you can download any of these free apps to any mobile device, Podbean, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iTunes Store, Spotify. They're all free. Why, it's freer than a new gun grab. Here we go again. Yes, there was a a very terrible school shooting. But, uh, of course, it wasn't the troubled person that's the issue. By the way, the person who did this was very, very troubled, a former student who identified as trans. But nope, it's the gun. The gun did it. Here we go. President Biden's about to take our guns. Democrats are freaking out again. It's assault weapons. Gotta get them. Here we go again. Get the apps before JB decides he's going to take those two. How's everybody doing today? We uh, do continue to pray for those involved in that terrible incident. Uh, The families on both sides, the one that did it, the ones that had it done to them. Uh, We need to really start addressing mental illness in people. It's not the gun. Here we are in part four of our series, Doorways to Deceptions. We believe in the lies of the devil. You know, this person who did this uh, sure did so somewhere along the way. Are we believing the lies? Uh, If so, then what are these doorways? And more importantly, how do we shut these doors? We've spent some time in the previous podcasts identifying some doorways like those who do not believe the devil actually exists. This one still just shocks me. I'm very troubled by this one that um, 75% of Christians surveyed said, no, the devil, Satan, is not an actual being. So we see the obvious doorways with this one is then we would have to call into question scripture in the Bible that speaks of the devil, Satan, that adversary. So that opens up and it calls into question the integrity of the word of God. And it says, uh, no, then the word of God is not the truth. And then from there, if it's not the devil, then who is the problem? You, me, them, maybe it's God. So we would never identify the real issue, and that makes John 10.10 a real problem. The thief does not come except to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. It's this idea that there is no devil that takes God and makes him the player of both of those roles. Well, he kills and he steals and he destroys and he gives life. That's what most believers lean towards, and so that's a major deception. I've seen this in ministry for years. Someone coming to tell me, I want you to pray, uh, for example, I want you to pray that this is healed. Um, I know that God just has some mysterious plan for it, and and I just don't know. It's a test from God, some physical issue in their body. It's It's a test from God, and so will you pray? Well, wait a minute now. If it's from God, then just accept it as his plan for you. Just go on and embrace it. Glory to God, I thank you for this cancer, Lord. Well, we don't do that. You want us to pray away something that you're saying is from God, caused by God, sanctioned from God? No way. 
That'd be, that'd be living in disobedience to God's plan. And well, if it's from him, how can we ask him to remove it anyway? That's a deception. Not recognizing what's from the devil, the enemy, and what is from God. How are you ever going to be able to know what to receive into your life and what to reject from your life if we have no real enemy, the devil? Major issue today. From there, we saw, well, okay, okay, if the devil is real, um, but that deception that you can't do anything to stop him from affecting your life, he's just too powerful, uh, he's too sly, and who are you? Why, why would you think for one second that you could do anything against him? And again, the real deception was fear, fear of, well, he is real, and he's way too powerful for me to deal with, so it's fear that drives behaviors and actions, And that's what the devil's counting on to influence people's lives, that they would either freeze out of fear and do nothing or run in fear and and do dumb stuff based off of fear that would influence your life. Those who freeze will never step out into God's plan that he has for them or those that are in fear are going to jump out in that fear. And now all my thoughts, all my actions are fear driven. And again, we know that leads to disaster. So today, and this one, it'll be a quick one, but it needed its own podcast. And again, this goes back to, we, we mentioned this. Uh, this goes back to, with the first one, that the devil isn't actually real. Uh, and, and like I said, that would call into question the integrity of the word of God, the deception that the Bible is not literally true. How much have we heard some form of this one? So here we go. <laughs> Another statistic that just blows my mind. So fewer than 38% of Christians affirmed a belief in the accuracy of the Bible. Fewer than 38% affirmed a belief in the accuracy of the Bible. I've heard this argument for years and years that the Bible is filled with inaccuracies. So this terrible statistic brings us to our first piece of armor in Ephesians 6 and verse 14. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. How in the world are you going to do that if you don't know what the truth is? Because guess what? You will gird yourself with something. Did you catch that? You will wear something. So is is it a lie that you're surrounding yourself with? Leaving yourself exposed or is it the truth? It's no wonder believers are just living a defeated life. Because here's something really deep for you. Knowing truth is the only way to not be deceived. Jesus had some advice for us in John 8, 31, 32. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, if you abide in my word and are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Apparently, Jesus knew the Bible was going to be accurate and truthful. Or he would have given a different instruction on what else to read. Or that maybe our truth would come from uh, possibly other people or man's learning. He could have said, well, abide in man's reasoning. Abide in the doctrines of the church and know that and it'll make you free. You know, just abide in your own personal experiences. You know, people say, well, you know, my truth. Well, I have my truth. So abide and stick to your truth. No, he knew the Bible was and will always be the standard. We have to know truth to be able to stand against deception, the destruction that it brings with it. And by the way, so that we're clear, it is not enough to know that the Bible is the truth, 
No, you have to actually read it. You have to know it. Discover the truths that are inside of it for yourselves. Because it's not truth that sets you free. It's the truth you know that'll set you free. And we know that comes as you read and study God's word. Because Holy Spirit is your tour guide through that word, so he can have you come across exactly what you needed when you needed it. Then you can know what it says, and knowing what it says, now you've set a standard in which to hold any other information up against. Now we can look at concepts, we can look at attitudes and ideas, conversations, and we can hold that against what it is that the word says, and we can see if it matches. Otherwise, those other influences will easily set up root in your heart. Psalm 119 and verse 11, your word I have hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. This is why Satan is working hard to disprove the Bible. So we hear, well, it's outdated. It it needs to uh, change with the times, you know. We need an updated version of the Bible. It's not really relevant as it was written overseas to a people in a certain time in history or, you know, a certain geographical location. Uh, Nobody really believes all that anymore. We just need to hear the Spirit of God. We don't need the Bible. You know, God just speaks to us through life circumstances. Well, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, I think, would disagree. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. See, not everything that took place throughout history made it into the Bible. But a whole lot of stuff did. Those things that God would handpick and reveal to men to record. So it really comes back to the word because here's the thing I've seen with this whole, well, I just need Jesus, or I just hear from the spirit stuff, right? Well, the stuff you're hearing isn't lining up with the word of God. So you want to tell me that the spirit of truth isn't speaking the truth? Because you'll say, uh, you'll say to me, well, God told me. And then it's something that scripture cannot back up. So the spirit of truth is confused. See, I experience this all the time. People who go into, now this isn't a blanket statement. These are just observations from particular people. It's not a blanket statement. But some of those that go into like deep prayer, okay, uh, call themselves intercessors. intercessors. Again, this isn't a blanket statement. These are particular people I'm thinking of that I have these examples to use, okay? So, uh, you know, spending uh, this whole, you know, I'm going to do a big 24-hour, I'm going to just pray, and, and, you know, I'm going to stay up 24 hours, and I'm going to do, you know, and they spend time with Jesus, and they hear things. And then they want to come and tell me the things that God told them about what I should be doing. God's not telling me. I have no inkling of it in my prayer life whatsoever, but they're, they're getting it. And they're going to come and tell me. Again, not a blanket statement. There's times that, of course, we know God uses people to speak into us. So people are going to come and tell me what I should be doing, either in my personal life or the direction of the ministry. And a lot of times, it just does not line up with the vision nor the word of God at all. Let me give you a few examples. I've been told that I am to shut down the church. Matter of fact, I was just told this again a couple weeks ago, that I'm to walk away from all of this. All of this. Uh, Once I was told that there was to be no more churches anywhere across the land ever. That came out of a 24-hour prayer meeting. That I was told that there was to be no more churches anywhere across the land ever. That we're just supposed to meet uh, at times in homes or whatever, but no more churches. 
I've been told that I don't need to add scripture to my prayers all the time. You know, like I'm praying and I'm saying, well, Father God, your word says uh, in Isaiah, uh, you know, by his stripes, we are healed. No, you don't need to do that. You don't need to do that anymore. Why are you doing that? Uh, I'm supposed to hand the ministry over to so-and-so. That was a good one. A man came in and he told me of a dream. I mean, he was as serious as could be. He came in and told me of a dream that he had that I was to hand this ministry over to him. I'm I'm supposed to take over the ministry. Okay. It's not even a guy that's here or attends here. What else? Uh, Oh, always, uh, I'm supposed to give them money, God said. I'm not supposed to be with Michelle. That's my very soon-to-be wife. Not, Not supposed to be with her. So many weird things that don't line up. Lots of fear and doom and gloom. Now, listen, it better all line up with the Bible, people. What standard do we have when we hear things? What are you bouncing that off of? If it's not the Word of God, then how are we to take dreams and visions Place them against what? It's the danger that I've watched since Facebook became a thing. People getting on there and saying, well, I had this dream and this, that, and the other. What does it all mean? And you're getting 15 different answers. Some from the Bible, most from just what? Opinions. Well, I think it means. And I'm not saying it's all nice and neat and sweet, but it better line up with the word of God. So if what somebody believes about something wasn't brought on by the Bible, that belief then the only possible source is man's wisdom. Or really, I I guess we could even go so far in the extreme to say man's wisdom that could possibly be influenced by the devil. We know that happens too. Not always, but it does. We know sometimes it's just people operating out of things that they've experienced and learned through life. But you really want to put that much faith in a man, in science, learning and man's reasonings, from man's mind? Do you really want to base your life and your eternal destiny on the opinion of some fallen man or woman? No way. No way. And by the way, stop asking people who live in the world who don't serve God, stop asking them to answer your questions about spiritual matters. Ridiculous. I think of the 11 that stayed in the boat. They had man's wisdom. No way you can walk on water. Well, that statistic is pretty convincing. 11 out of 12 say that you cannot, but the one did walk on water. Noah, it's never rained. I mean, the general consensus, buddy, you are out of your mind. It has never flooded. It has, (laughs) sir, you are a lunatic. Are we being influenced by the numbers? I don't think we have to look too far back like this whole COVID thing, right? They better not pull this program because I said the word COVID. They do that sometimes. But they came out hard, and it was this, and it was that, and you must do this, you must do that, and the experts all agree it's this and that, and this is what's going to protect you, but this won't. And every every single thing that they had said was false information. I mean, we found that out, didn't we? Didn't we? I mean, meaning, no, that COVID was and is real, but the way that they wanted to treat it, the way that they wanted to handle it, its origins, how it spreads, what'll stop it, that has changed over and over and over on a worldwide pandemic. My goodness, they have to continuously update their information while my Bible sits unchanged for thousands of years. It's just an example. You know, no, well, we were told, well, you know, the shot will take care of it. Well, we mean two shots. Well, you need three. Actually, you need one every year from now on. It's just man's wisdom. No, thank you. Stay six feet apart, that'll do it. COVID can't jump six feet. We measured it. Uh, Five and a half feet, danger. Six feet, just falls flat on his face. Can't get through plexiglass. 
while they handle every item that you're taking home with you with their hands. But the glass, the glass between us is going to make it okay. Germex is making us safe. This is just one of millions of examples on how trusting the science or trusting man's wisdoms, uh, trusting man's opinions are best guesses. So sorry, but I'm not about to place my eternity, my health, my money, my peace, my joy, my mind, my soul into the hands of men. We must have a truth standard in which every single thing must be subjected to. The eternal truth that God said, my words are forever settled in heaven, not changing his mind. Now, the smartest men have tried and failed to prove God's words false. Many that have set out to do so actually end up making a case for it rather than against it. I think there's a movie out there called The Case for Christ. It's an older movie, but still a good movie. You need to go check that out. The Case for Christ. I believe that's what that movie is, is a man set out to disprove, and oops, he proved it. He proved it. So they actually end up making a case for it rather than against it. Why? Well, it can't help it. It is the truth. So I just watched this man on Joe Rogan podcast. Not that I was watching the podcast, but it popped up. Uh, this particular segment. And uh, there was a guy on there who's a conspiracy theorist. And again, I can't remember his name and I'm not going to get the conversation totally right, but I do remember some of it. But this man is a conspiracy theorist. He takes stuff. That's his job. Like the JFK shooting, uh, the moon landing. You know, we hear a lot of things said about that. He, you know, a lot of different, well, JFK, you know, there was a different shooter, that shooter, this shooter, 15 shooter, whatever. Um, so, you know, he, he's gone through that or the moon landing while well, it didn't really happen. It was in a studio that was out in, in, you know, Hollywood or we've heard those things, right? So he, he does, uh, these kind of things and he's made a living from doing this. Uh, and I guess is, is maybe a, a somewhat popular, uh, person in this particular circle of, of doing this kind of thing. Okay. Conspiracy theorist. And, uh, he said, well, I recently decided to take on this Jesus Christ thing. He said, I'm not sure why I never thought to look into this, uh, this one with all the claims about this man named Jesus. You know, he was like, I just, I think he said something about a particular person he knew possibly had gotten saved or something. And he's like, oh, I want to, yeah, why haven't I taken this on? I mean, right, what, this is a big one, this, this man named Jesus, right? And so Joe Rogan says, well, what was your conclusion? And he said, it's all real. And Joe said something like, well, you mean, yeah, the man Jesus actually existed and he walked the earth. And he said, well, yes, but he was the son of God and God is real. What happened? He found out too much proof. How? The Bible. And it became real to him because it is the only absolute truth. That's why the devil is trying to undermine your confidence in this word right here because he knows it's only through a lie that he can try to find any foothold. And listen, if you do not have the word, then a foothold in your life quickly becomes a stronghold. Don't buy into the lies, people. Your Bible is the truth. A truth that shall set you free. Those words that are life, health, and medicine to your flesh. These are words that have the power to deliver you from all destruction, heal all your diseases. The word and only the word that brings eternal life. You better get to know it, get to know it well. Thank you for joining
joining me on the New Old School Podcast. I'm your host, Don Allen. Don't forget to support this podcast financially. We've been gro- we have been growing ridiculously by leaps and bounds. Listeners just coming out of the woodwork lately. I don't know what's going on, but it's awesome. It's been blowing up. So I'm asking you to help us expand our reach. We need your support to get on some other platforms so we can reach this world with the good news of Jesus Christ. If this interests you in any way, contact me about your tax-deductible gift, don at twoguysinthebible.com. That's don at twoguysinthebible.com. Or call 573-216-1871. Help us teach others how to attempt the ridiculous and achieve the miraculous. Thank you.